welcome to the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast with co-founders and hosts, Tracy Callahan and Deborah Doak. Each week, we tackle another tough topic to help professional divorce coaches maximize client impact and cultivate thriving practices. We also want to spread the word about the expertise and value that certified divorce coaches bring to the table. At DCA, we are committed to ongoing learning and we value generosity among divorce coaching professionals. We believe that when one succeeds, we all succeed. Hey there, welcome back to the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast. I'm Deborah. I'm here with Tracy. And today we want to talk to you about not doing this hard stuff alone. So it takes a village. And uh, last month, or the month before, oh my gosh, I'm losing my mind. We read a book called Coaching Business in a Book. Um, And we talked about the fact that there had been an ICF study that shows how many coaches fail to launch their coaching business. Mm. And I think one of the reasons that happens, we wanted to talk about this today, is because They try to do it in solitary confinement, right, Tracy? Yeah, yeah. And no coach needs to be working on an island, right? And there's there's been limited options for divorce coaches. You know, we, Deborah, you and I talk about this a lot in regards to divorce coaching, professional practicing certified divorce coaching is a relatively new field. And uh, in, in the past 10 years, we've seen a real growth within the profession. But one of the things that we don't have that Divorce Coaches Academy really has been trying to, to play a role in is there is no national association for professional practicing divorce coaches. There's no national association for certified divorce coaches as there are, or even state organizations. So there's limited places for divorce coaches to go to be able to get the support they need. And again, to be able to function in a consultative practice to support the work that they do with clients. And we see this model in every field, right? Especially therapists. It is an ethical requirement that therapists work with a mentor therapist or another therapist to help them process and work through those difficult cases. Yet divorce coaches haven't had that opportunity. And in last year, sort of grouped up with some fellow divorce coaches and meeting on the side and in some areas of networking, you don't have the opportunity. And that was exactly why, right? One of the first things that we wanted to do at Divorce Coaches Academy was to create a case consultation group. And this isn't about just pimping our case consultation group, but I'm really going to be screaming from the top of the building saying, coaches, divorce coaches, come on. The work we do is so heavy. It's challenging. There's lots of emotions. There's high rates of burnout. There's high rates of failure and being able to launch practices. And you can't do this alone. If you are out there in solitary confinement, sitting on an island, you're you're alone. You have no community to rely on. You have no mentor or somebody who might have additional experience to collaborate with, to process those cases, all for the intent of making that coach more successful. 
Right. That was my, that was my diatribe there. (laughs) I got it. Preach, preach. I will stay for the rest of the sermon. Absolutely. (laughs) No, it's, it's, uh, you know, I think when we talk about our case consultation group and our vision for what we would like the overall community of divorce coaching to look like, Mm -hmm. it is. You know, we say even during our intro, when one succeeds, we all succeed. Absolutely. We are about all boats rising. We are about raising awareness and raising the level of professionalism for Mm -hmm. everyone. We know that's what each coach wants for themselves. We want it for the profession as a whole. Absolutely. How do we do that together? Well, we join hands. That's how we do that together. Yeah. In a meaningful, way. Right. Right. And, and part of one of the, there's so many key reasons why case consultation work, reflective practice is so impactful to the individual coach and, and their practice development. But really when we're talking about value, right, what the client gets out of their experience. And when we are working towards that advocacy, that professionalism, Right to have a seat at that table with other divorce professionals like attorneys and CDFAs and mediators and alternative dispute resolution specialists, we need to be ensuring that level of professionalism, you know, and to be able to accomplish that level of professionalism, you have to be working in a space that is supportive to that process in a collaborative, reflective way with other professionals to be able to process challenging cases, to focus on your own skill development in the work with other people in that community, other certified divorce coaches and professional practicing divorce coaches. We know the rate of burnout and stress in the work that we do is extremely high. Right. It's not only in developing your skills as a coach and providing that increased value to your client, demonstrating professionalism within the field. It also is part of your own self care as a coach. Right. When we talk about coach as their best self, mm-hmm. you can't do that. You can't do that alone. <laughs> you really you can't do that alone. And, um, and as, as uh, emotionally healthy as I would like to profess that I am, right? And I've done a lot of work. Mm-hmm. I still need to get called out on my shit too. Yes. So just like we reflect to our clients and help them see their own limiting beliefs, right? Yeah. Their own cognitive distortions, mm-hmm. their own assumptions they're making. Um, we need people to do that for us as well. Mm-hmm. In our coaching practice, in the way we're approaching business, in the way we're thinking about ourselves. And I know we run into that with new coaches all the time. We'll just throw up the topic of imposter syndrome. Yeah. Right. When people are starting out, they need some help building mm-hmm. that confidence, believing in themselves. And sometimes they need a cheerleader, just like our clients need a cheerleader. They need one. Yeah. Sometimes we need somebody to give us that love shove to hold that mirror up and say, are, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Mm-hmm. 
And, and yeah. And, and I'm, I, I have to be honest with you, Deb, I'm a little curious why we don't see more people running to this program, right? So we have, we Mm -hmm. have lots of people who have signed up and who have found great value coaches who have found great value and participate in the case consultation group. But I'm I'm curious as to why that is, right? Is is it that coaches when they get certified, uh, again, we're speaking specifically to certified professional practicing divorce coaches. Is it that they just are assuming they're on their own? Is it that, right? We know that divorce coaches are out there networking with other professionals, and that's fantastic, right? That's that's right. wonderful that they're getting out there. But we don't really see it in in the this sort of part of the normalcy of the practice, mm-hmm. right? And and I'm not quite sure if it was because it just really wasn't offered before. If there wasn't sort of that standard of practice as we see within sort of the ethical presentation of therapist work in part of their own credentials and licensure. And maybe that's something that has to happen, right? How do we get out for all of you listeners out there? What's, what's your barrier to jumping into a group and working with other individuals, other Mm -hmm. professionals and in, in dealing with some of this case, case presentations, discussing business stuff. What's, what do, what do you see as the barrier, Deb? Well, and I'm going to add to that question, right? Because for instance, when I first came out after my certification program, we had a mastermind group, but Mm. it was also, it was all my peers that had just graduated. So you were all the same level, (laughs) right? So we were the blind (laughs) leading the blind. What we're offering in this group and what we are encouraging people to do and what the standard is in many other professions is you are required to have a clinical supervisor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is not getting together with a bunch of other people who have the same skill set you do and mm-hmm. the same level of knowledge you do. This yeah. is getting together with a professional mentor. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I, I want to make that differentiation because sometimes people say, well, I am in a group. Mm-hmm. Well, you're in a group with all the people that graduated the same year you did, the mm-hmm. same class you did. Okay, so you all have the same level of knowledge and experience. Yes. You you need somebody who's a few steps ahead of you on the path. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what do I think the barrier is? Um, I think one barrier is money. People just dropped a bunch of money Mm -hmm. on their certification and they feel like I don't want to spend any more money. I've got to make money. Okay. So we took that into account for our group, I think. Mm-hmm. And tried to make it super affordable. $50 a month yep. is less I'm... than $50 a month to join our case consultation and mastermind, essentially a reflective practice, professional mentoring environment. Yeah. Um, That's nothing. It's pretty affordable. We yeah, really I... tried to make it affordable um, to get the professional reflective practice that you need. Um, Another barrier, maybe they're thinking, let me just try this for a while. So I have a better idea of what I need help with. Mm -hmm. Mm 
Mm-hmm. You need help with everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and why would you go out and do a website and start practicing and doing some of those things without guidance? Yeah. Right. You could, you know, we know coaches that have wasted thousands of dollars on business coaches, thousands of dollars on website designers, hours and hours and hours churning out work that didn't impact their bottom line. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Yep. Or doing consult calls the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> didn't generate business. We hear that a lot. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's a, um, and it's a common, common. Yeah. They end up doing a bunch of pro bono work and then don't know how to turn the tide. So that is a big argument for do this right away. Yeah. Get right in so that you're really clear on your business strategy. You're really clear about how you want to interact with clients. And you and I have talked about this a million times. Tracy runs her business very differently than I run my business. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. I didn't try to do it like anybody else did it. Yeah. I took you a did lot of for you. Right. Took a lot of time to figure out what was good for me. Yep. No shame. That, that yeah. I don't do it like Tracy. Yeah. And I think that's really important. Again, that goes to the collaborativeness, right? It, it's it's not somebody telling you what to do. It's allowing you to be in an environment to assess your own needs, whether that is in your individual impact and the work that you're doing as a coach with your clients, potentially flushing out some difficult cases, current or past that you really struggled with and questioned, was that the right direction? Or perhaps the client didn't necessarily equate the same level of value to the experience that you might've. And and everybody here knows, or if you don't know, you will know soon is that I'm a huge grassroots marketer. And and in my practice, I only accept referral-based clients at this point in time, just because I built that, right? So, but to be able to build a grassroots marketing initiative, your client has to see value, right? So how are you doing that? How are you supporting that? And I don't, I didn't mean to be dismissive when I said $50 is nothing, right? It's a right. small investment for a huge return, right? This We're not right. out here trying to say, okay, I want to take your money. There is a reason why right? We are supporting this. Why I, like I said, screaming from the top of uh, the building to get people's attention, to start really focusing on yourself, your work. You are not on an island. You are not doing this by yourself. You need the support and collaborativeness of other professionals who are doing it at multiple levels, people who could guide and support you in that process. So- that $50 translates into so much more. So you're, I'm going to say you're worth it. You and your practice are worth coming into a case consultation group to be able to explore these ideas, continue to develop, build out ideas in your practice, share experience, be part of a community of other professionals who are striving for that same level of success. Absolutely. And again, the ICF study showed that 
four out of five, that's 80% of coaches fail to achieve financial success in their business. Now, financial success for you might be replacing a full-time salary of, you know, 80 to $100,000. I don't know what that is for you. Mm-hmm. It might be a part-time gig that, you know, pays for your annual trip to Europe. Mm-hmm. Whatever that goal is, we want you to meet it. And Tracy and I are both concerned that we see people come through their certification program. We have high hopes for them. We've seen them in mentor coaching. We've seen that we've met them. We know that they're amazing coaches with amazing potential. And then a year later, we can't find them anywhere. And it breaks our hearts to know that what, what happened to that person, right? Maybe they had a life circumstance that changed. But our what we're concerned about is that we, we think the world of solopreneurship took them down. Absolutely. It was too hard. It was too hard. They didn't get there fast enough. They didn't mm-hmm. have realistic expectations. Something happened. Yeah. And so could a professional mentorship relationship, professional mentor relationship have helped sustain them? Could have helped them make some different choices that would have kept them in the game. Yes. And I'm going to say yes. Yes. Right. Yes, I do. I strongly believe. We do believe that. Absolutely. I It was a rhetorical question, just so you know. (laughs) I I just wanted to expect an answer. My yes, my really, really (laughs) loud yes out there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, yeah. I, I, you know, are we pimping our group? Yes, we are pimping our group. Is it, is it for our own gratification? No, it's, it's for you guys. We don't want you to fail. We don't want you to be a statistic. We don't want you to be part of that 80%. We want you to succeed. We want your clients to have such an experience with you that they will go tell all their friends. We want every attorney, CDFA, and mediator that works with you to tell their coworkers. That's what we want for you. Absolutely. And that's all speaking to that even larger umbrella, right? The recognition and and professionalism of the work that we do. The more that client our our coaches are supported professionally, are going to create greater opportunities and awareness of the impact and the power of the work certified divorce coaches do in the lives of individuals experiencing divorce. Right. So yeah, this, this step is yes, we're, we're not necessarily pimping it for divorce coaches Academy. I'm, I'm really pimping it for the profession, right? Do it, do it for you, do it for your clients and do it for the profession, right? right? How advancing ourselves. So just, just sort of in summary, why, why not be on an island? Why be part of something that you can can count on and support? Again, it is the support in your skills as a coach in the impact that you do, getting the professional support you need, allowing opportunities for you to socially connect with other coaches so you can practice more effectively, reduce stress in your own work, and advance the field, right? 
That's so that's right. that's it tied in a nutshell. So that's I, it tied I, in a nutshell. You don't have to be naked and afraid on an island. No, no. And especially I don't we were just talking about naked and afraid. I don't know how anybody walks around naked with all of those bugs and everything around. Freaks me out. But yes, as divorce coaches, don't don't put yourself there. You can you can right. you can come. Come on over. We welcome you to come over. And again, if it's not the work that you're doing with Divorce Coaches Academy, then perhaps setting up opportunities for you to be working with other professionals who might be colleagues. But as Deb said, making sure that it's a diversified group, right? People who have different levels of experience coming from different backgrounds and, and are able to support and, and, and challenge each other, to lift each other up and not knock each other down. Okay. So again, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate uh, you being here. And uh, if you have any comments or ideas, we'd love to hear uh, your thoughts on, on the subject as well. All right, everyone. Until next time. Thanks for joining us for the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. It helps other divorce professionals find us and add to the conversation. And don't forget to follow us on social media to be the first to know when we add new classes and events. We'll be back next week with another topic to help you maximize client impact, create a thriving business, and promote the value of professional divorce coaching.